Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schellenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you might be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have an amazing guest and friend with us today whose home is in Manila, Philippines. Welcome, Jean-Henry Luyer. Hi, Steve. Uh, glad, to, glad to be with you here today. Oh, I'm so delighted to have you here. Uh, I've had the opportunity to know Jean-Henry for uh, almost uh, three years now, and this uh, is going to be a treat for us today. Now, before we get going, I'd like to introduce uh, John Henry to our listeners. And here's a few tidbits uh, about uh, John Henry. Anything I've got to say up front, I just want you to know, just isn't going to be enough. <laughs> he is so amazing. Um, John Henry is the president and CEO of PJ Luyer Group of Companies which operates and manages Cebuana Luyer Pawn Shops, and that is a large pawn shop chain in the Philippines, which really doesn't fully describe uh, what their service is, uh, but <clears throat> John Henry can explain that a little bit better in a moment, but it's a whole network of financial services. They have over 1,600 outlets serving the people of the Philippines worldwide, I might add, with over seven, with just about 7,000 employees. Now, <clears throat> here's a little more about John Henry. Uh, first of all, he, and aside from his business interest, uh, he, has, um, he graduated from St. Mary's College in Northern California with a degree in economics and business administration. Uh, he also completed the owner-president managers program at Harvard Business School. And I happen to know quite a bit about that because I had the opportunity to also attend that. And that is an extraordinary program and a, a staple part of the Harvard Business School where you have uh, about 130 business owners from all over the world who have already established themselves with successful businesses. So what a group uh, from uh, 30 different countries. Uh, he also obtained a doctorate of humani uh, humanities. Uh, that is a degree from the Polytechnic University of the Philippines. So he's had uh, some tremendous uh, experiences and opportunities. Now, in addition to his business interests, uh, he also has been a great supporter of many different areas of sports and scholarship uh, in the Philippines. Uh, he's the manager of the Philippine Davis Cup team. Uh, he is chairman of the board of the Philippine Tennis Association, president of the Amateur Softball Association of the Philippines, and I want you to know that they're working on the Olympics right now. <laughs> he's also uh, has uh, Cebuana Luyers, also has their own foundation which conducts medical missions, relief operations for disaster-stricken areas. 
and, and feeding programs in addition to a national scholarship program. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is what's most important for Jean Henry. Uh, he is married to a wonderful woman, Beatrice. She is, a, in her own right, an amazing person, a bronze medalist in Taekwondo at the 1992 Olympics and an award-winning gymnast. And they have three wonderful sons and a beautiful daughter that I've had the chance to, uh, to meet as well. So with that uh, introduction, uh, let's jump right into things, John Henry. Thank you for those kind words there, Keith. <laughs> okay. Well, it's so fun to meet you, and that really doesn't describe what I like most about you, and that is that you're a wonderful human being. Uh, you're a, a grand leader, but you also care about people. So let's start with sharing with our listeners about your background. So what was your life like growing up as a young man? Well, I was born here in the Philippines and um, went to school here till, till around uh, 12. Then um, my parents sent me to boarding school actually up in uh, Northern California, a school called the Woodside Priory up in uh, Portola Valley. So I lived in the dorms uh, from uh, age 12 till about uh, 18. And then eventually went to uh, college up in the U.S. But yeah, some some summers were all uh, mostly spent here in the Philippines. Uh, you know, being also missing missing family and missing coming back to the uh, coming back home was uh, always top of mind. Being being away, but uh, growing up in, in boarding school run by uh, Hungarian, Hungarian monks uh, really you know, put a put an impact in terms of how I uh, my, on, on my formative years. Wow, what was that like? Oh, my goodness. And then to be able to go home, you must have been so excited to go home. But what a tremendous set of learnings. Tell us a little bit more about that. You know, living living, living abroad, um, going to boarding school, regiment of time was, uh, was a priority. So you had X number of hours to study, X number of uh, hours for sports, and, and the routine actually was something that really benefited me. Just uh, setting up for a team at a young age um, made me, made me uh, till today I still have this routine. So um, not only was it fun uh, being around uh, you know, guys that are your age and meeting, meeting uh, people from all walks of life, but more, more importantly, setting up a, a regimen, uh, a routine where you have education and sports and, and also re- religion uh, combined really was a fantastic experience for me. Wow, I can just imagine. Now, what was the what, what's the biggest challenge in your life been? Whether it's been in your personal life or your business life, and and then how did you handle this? How did you overcome this? These challenges. Hmm, that's a that's a good, that's a good question. You know, I I, I still feel like uh, you know growing uh, growing my family today, uh, four children, growing uh, taking care of them with my wife. It's a challenge. We want to make sure that uh, they all become, first of all, great citizens, God-fearing, and also make sure that they have uh, their mindset to do what they would like to do in the future. So, you know, this continuous process of just being a family man, I think, and it is it's a challenge, and it, it, it's a great challenge because it's not only for myself but for for my family. Um, on a on a work experience. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, that our, our involvement, yes, in financial services and um, 
know, being being a quote unquote third world country, there's a lot of things that need to be done by the private sector. And for me, a challenge here is two fronts. One is how can I help the country uh, get better in sports, and that's why I've got myself involved in you know supporting tennis, softball, basketball, and um, setting up a, a proper um, education program also. So. Um, getting involved with not only giving out these scholarships, but also setting up um, work with, with the Department of Education with the alternative learning uh, centers. These are basically centers that uh, allow uh, those out-of-school youths, or not necessarily youths, but anybody who'd like to go back to, to get a high school degree, they have centers around the country, and my goal is uh, really to help, to help them. And uh, so that's a challenge. It's, uh, again, a challenge that... Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully bridging that gap and making sure that more more Filipinos who are, have the chance to graduate high school that who have left, and uh, also to take our athletes to that next level. Um, uh, some some of some of our goals, yes, is to make the Olympics. Hopefully, softball gets reinstated in the 2020 Olympics in Japan, and the team that that, that we have are is will be ready for that. Um, and also in, in tennis and creating, making sure that we have you know, top-ranked uh, global players. We have, I have one guy who I'm helping right now, Chuck Yui, who's number 24, 25 in the world in men's ADP doubles. And our goal is, is for him to make it to the Olympics uh, this this year in Rio. And so hopefully he does well in the next slams and he may, may have enough points to, to play for the Philippines in this, uh, this upcoming Olympics. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that background. And thanks for responding to that question, the challenge, uh, challenges of life and, and raising a family. I've had the opportunity to uh, be together with John Henry's family, and uh, there is such a great feeling with them. And I know you take that seriously. Uh, it's not easy, but those three young guys and that little girl, <laughs> they, they, they're, you know, they're gentlemen and young ladies and you can tell that they're respectful and they're trying hard. And also, they really just seem to be happy young people. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, you bet. And as you were talking about your desire to help others, this challenge of helping, you know, raise people from their circumstances, wherever they might be. Uh, I was just reflecting on when I was growing, on, uh, growing up and also in Northern California, and uh, what a big role sports played in my life. And also, particularly, I had a couple of mentors who put an emphasis on uh, helping me see that I ought to go to, the, you know, gain a university training and start. I ought to think differently about my life uh, from what I was used to. Uh, I was raised in a very poor circumstances. And so they created this idea, and that's, that's what you're helping a lot of people do. So great going on that. Now, let's just talk about, uh, switch to the business side of things a little bit. Uh, you're the CEO of an absolutely world-class organization. Uh, you're touching uh, people all over the world, not only the people within your own country, but you reach out and do, uh, I know, you have business in different parts of the world, including the Middle East and other places where the Filipino people are. So from your perspective and experience, what are the most important things that a leader can do to lead his or her organization? And uh, I'm going to just define organization 
as what leaders do. That could be a family, a team, or a large company. So what's your perspective on that? You know, being a family-run organization, I, I tell it to our people. Uh, we are a family-run organization, but I hire professional professionals. And um, that mindset alone is making sure that we have the right people in the business. And that, for me, that's the most important. You have to make sure that your team is better than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, first things first, got to have that vision. Got to make sure you communicate it right. And really, it's, it's execution. Uh, more than anything, you really have to make sure that you walk the talk. Well, that is a great example, uh, John Hendry, of talking about one of the things that a leader does is sets the vision. Now, as we talk about a vision, that's one of the things I've noticed that John Henry has done uh, really in an extraordinary way is as a leader of a large organization, how do you set the vision and communicate it so that people understand it? And, and one of the ways they've set a vision is to be the best, to be the best at what they do. And this is something that really calls out to each of their employees. And it's not only that. They, I hope you don't mind if I talk about Isan Banka. Is that okay? Oh, perfect. You're, you're, your technology is getting better there, Steve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Isan Banka refers to an image that John Henry has gone around and been visiting with each of their offices around the country to help them understand and see and feel this vision that they have. And if you can imagine an outrigger, outrigger and you have uh, the leader of the boat there drumming out the cadence, and then in this particular image, uh, nine rowers, nine paddlers. And John Henry asked the question, well, what happens if there's only three of the individuals paddling? He said, we need to all be paddling towards being our best. And then they talk about the things that they can actually do to set that standard. Well, this is, a, is, is an inspiration. And the other thing that I like that uh, Jean Henry talked about is having the right people around you, people that are capable and competent and, and that can really add to the whole. And I've, I've noticed that you're certainly working on that. Anything else you might like to add on that? That's a really good point. Yes, it's really, you know, creating a, a culture um, in, in, in any organization is probably the most difficult. And um, so this is where we're at right now. We've, uh, we've had the portion of being your best uh, for about almost five years now. And fortunately, we've had, uh, you also helped us out the last three years to help ingrain it in, this, in, in, in our mindset. Um, yes, the culture is, 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 is your last mile in terms of um, setting the, the real stamp in, in, in the organization. And that is some banca or outrigger. It's really a symbol of where we want everybody to be. We want adverse. We don't want anyone to just sit down, coast along, because once you start coasting along, you bring people down, right? So we have to make sure that the, the, the characters that we're trying to uh, build, build upon from being optimistic, being persuasive, being disruptive, are just like three of the four, uh, seven examples, are ways where, uh, you know, as individuals, we can get, get involved in society, we can also get involved in terms of how we instill ourselves in our in PJ Lugier Inc. And um, so that's 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 where we're at. We're really pushing this down, being your best, 
making sure that we all all have that same mindset and wanting to work. And once you let you create that level of of expectations amongst each other, um, those that cannot, uh, let's say, those that cannot uh, fill that gap or cannot sustain, um, don't 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 uh, belong in the organization. So rather than firing people, I feel it's important once you set a level that is so high, people around you will also raise up. Because those people that don't raise up will not feel part of this organization. Okay, well, that's a powerful culture, and I, and I believe that's exactly what happens, is that you're able to draw that picture, that they want to be part of it, that they want to contribute. And if not, they just don't feel comfortable in that culture. Yes. Okay, all right, well, that's good. Well, all right, now let's just hit a couple of other quick thoughts. Uh, and by the way, what John Henry just pointed out, that is also what we've observed that the very best leaders in the world do. They consistently set the vision. They're very aware of setting that direction or where they want to go that creates a cause and a, a purpose and a passion that people can rally around. And then they go to work on setting the culture so it supports that and then having the right people. So uh, John Henry does something else that I've noticed that really excellent organizations do, and that is that he invests and cares about his people. In other words, he understands that they can't be the best unless they also have the right skills. So how have you approached that? What's been your perspective on investing in your people? Because I've noticed you do a great job at that. Yes, in fact, we uh, where you stayed in our facility up in Antipolo, which is a, a center that we, we, we built, and it's really a facility for the employees. You know, they, they, we have our training facilities out there. We have a mock uh, pawn shops. Uh, we've got all of our, our IT training facilities out there. We even have uh, religious uh, uh, retreats out there. So not only do I feel us investing in this center um, is important, but again, Throughout the year, we really invest in in, in education. Um, it, it's something that I feel we cannot, we, no organization can can do without. Um, constant learning is important. So from from fields from finance, from marketing, through through even internal processes, we make sure that we hire the right people. Having a lot of smart people around you is the way to run an organization. And uh, con continuous learning is one way of doing this. And uh, so that's my belief, and I I I do it myself. I make sure that I take these executive programs uh, globally on a yearly basis, and um, you know make 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 sure everybody's up to speed. Okay, and I noticed that uh, that is exactly what your employees do. That you've set the standard, the example, and that encourages people from the top to the bottom to keep working on improving themselves. Because if they don't work on improving themselves, uh, in, in today's world, we're going to get left behind, aren't we? Uh, definitely. And um, not, not only in a personal uh, end, but uh, definitely in business. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, time has just gone so fast, I can't believe it. Uh, and I've, I've really appreciated the uh, thoughts that you shared today. John Henry, how do you find time to do it all? How do you find, create a balance in your life and maintain your sanity, your happiness, your health, <laughs> and the things that really <laughs> matter most? How do you do that? 
you know, I, as I said, I, I stick to a routine, um, make, make sure that I do uh, keep time for myself also. Um, I, I make sure that I, I, I work out uh, every day, and that's usually after work. But more importantly, I, uh, during, during the holidays and uh, Christmas and summer, I really dedicate time to my family. And that's, that's on, in my opinion, is, is the most precious time that I have. And uh, during those holidays, it's, it's 110% dedicated to being around them and, 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 and making sure that, you know, that I'm still, I'm still their father, <laughs> even though during the week it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to be, uh, to be with them. You know, thank God I have my wife who, who really uh, helps out and, and make, make sure that the, the, the kids have that balance from, a, from, from the family end. But in terms of, you know, spending time, you know, sticking to routines is, 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 is important. Um, you keep time to yourself and to, to reflect and also to make sure that uh, you stay healthy. And, uh, uh, and, and, I, and I say working out uh, on, on daily is, is, is my way of keeping that, that part of the, uh, on the physical being. Well, okay. Well, that's great. Now, before we wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts, advice, or any ideas for our listeners today? Oh, definitely. You know what? Um, everybody aspires to be your best and wanting to to take yourself to that next level, and that's that's the way that's the way we all got to be. Because, uh, as you mentioned earlier, if you don't continue to be aspired to remain at the top, um, you can easily fall two, three, four, five places down. And uh, from a personal pers- a personal, um, personal way, it's making sure that uh, you aspire to be your best, especially as a leader. You've got to make sure that uh, you show show your people that you want to learn, you want to improve, and you want to help. So that's, I guess, for me, that's the most important thing is making sure that it's business support. But you really generally have to help your employees. And if you can help your countrymen, even better. All right. Well, that's great advice. Now, I'd like to just uh, mention as someone who's had the privilege, uh, the honor, and the opportunity to travel all over the world and actually uh, for a long time and see many different companies, uh, I'd like to just say about Sabuana Luyers and PJ Luyers, this is one of the classiest organizations in the world. Uh, their employees are dedicated, they have leaders. Uh, that care about one another, that are setting the standard of excellence. But it's not only setting the standard of excellence, which is so much required, uh, but it is also being caring human beings and taking the time to communicate and talk with them and move that standard of level, that level of standard ever ever higher, but in a way that uh, everybody's involved. So congratulations on an extraordinary organization, wonderful people, and the things that you're doing, John Henry. Thank you very much, Steve, and, and uh, to yourself, keep on doing what you're doing. Okay, now, how can our listeners learn more about Sabuana Luyers? You've got uh, customers all over the world. How can, how can people learn more about what you're doing? Um, well, we can find us on the web. Um, you can just uh, you know, type in Sabuana Luyers. Or, or PJ Luger Inc. and uh, we have a lot of information on on, on on the web and also on Facebook. We're we're also there. Uh, we currently have about almost 1.3 million followers in our Facebook page, <laughs> and 
Yes, our, our, our goal really is to be the financial service firm for, for the non-bank. Uh, so we offer money remittance uh, products, we offer micro-insurance products, uh, bond services. Um, we also offer uh, some non-collateralized loans and um, you know, bills payments facilities. So it's a, it's a bundle of services. Um, thankfully that we have the World Wide Web out there and uh, it, it's really in social media we've been able to shout to uh, the OFW. So those are basically Filipinos that, that work abroad and uh, we communicate with them uh, in, in this manner. So um, yes, I, the easiest way would be taking a look at us on the web. Cebuano uh, Lugier's uh, is out there with our website and also on Facebook. Okay, well, that's great. Well, I, I happened to be in Dubai a few weeks ago uh, where I also saw John Henry, John Henry at a global leadership conference where there were 2,700 presidents. And uh, while I was there, I noticed that there were a lot of Filipinos. <laughs> yes, we have uh, a lot of uh, close to 800,000 Filipinos that live in Dubai alone. Yeah, well, that's amazing. So wherever I went, because... Uh, I knew about you and your organization. I asked them if they knew about Cebuano Luyers, and they said, oh, yes, we're their customers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got them all over the world. Well, thank you, Jean Henry, for being part of this show today. We appreciate you taking time to share your experiences, your background and perspective to so many others, and we wish you all the best as you are making a difference in the world. Thank you very much, Steve, and... Uh... Again, I appreciate this call, and, and really making a difference can be done, and every, everybody can make a difference in their own way. You just have to do it. Okay, and on that great note, I'm Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.